Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome into another episode of Five Out. When you say Five Out, what do you mean by that? We got to talk about Jalen Brown who apparently wants more than $80 million over the next four years. Pascal Siakam's looking for a max deal. And I think we got one more buddy healed, too, who's looking for a big payday. LeBron James apparently kind of wants to keep his mouth shut or doesn't. I I have no idea. It's a total mess. And uh, we're going to take a look at the Celtics rookies, too, because Glenn had a take the other day. Glenn Ordway on Taco Fall. Matt has a take. I have a take. Everybody's got an opinion on Taco, of course. If you haven't already, leave a rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. And when you do that, send us a picture of your rating and review. Send it to us on Twitter or Instagram at 5OutPod to get your t-shirt. Those are flying off the shelves right now. We don't have as many larges left. We only have larges and XLs. Keep that in mind. Let's get it going. Look, I'm just trying to be all right with it. I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be alright with it. Yeah. So, did you bring the lotion today? <laughs> I sent it to you in the group chat. Did you bring it? <laughs> I know you use it for your head. No, Brian, bring that. I'm not rubbing it on your back if that's what you're asking. I don't want. It. I, oh, I thought you were gonna rub it on Ty's back. I thought he was into that. Sort I'm of thing. the one who gets lotion. I don't ever do the applying. You do it to me. <laughs> Where did you guys find that, by the way? So people that are listening have no idea what we're talking about. I, I they don't. should. We retweeted on the Twitter account oh, at really? Five Out Pod. Oh, oh yeah. beautiful. So uh, quick background: uh, Gronk gave a massage to Greg Hill, and we played off that in OMF by Christian Fourier requesting to rub lotion on me as a producer with no shame. I said yes. <laughs> I now regret that decision. Uh, made fun of me for it, so even more so, I regret that decision. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's, that's where we are. I will say, I'm glad you weren't wearing your five out pod shirt. That would have been very disappointed if you were wearing that. Yes. And you looked when you when your hands went into your face <laughs> at one point. I was it like, was, oh my it was God. shameful. <laughs> Mutt kept telling me that video will never die. You have now a former NFL player rubbing lotion on your back that lives forever on the internet. <laughs> yes, so. I would say that's that about is right. where we stand right now as we start five out. Yes, but it's it's uh, it's okay, Ty. We still love you. We still Thank appreciate you. you. Um, so anyway, on to basketball stuff because nobody else wants to talk about basketball at this station. Apparently, Jalen Brown got offered a. It's a pretty sizable offer the other day from the uh, from the Celtics, according to Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports, eighty million dollars over four years. So that would put him at making a little bit more than Karis LeVert, who's getting a uh, seventeen and a half million per year average annual value. Got fifteen, or was it fifty two point five million dollars over three years? And then of course Jamal Murray, Ben Simmons got max deals. Pascal Siakam is looking for a max deal. I guess the Raptors and him are close. To, to working that out, and then Buddy Heald was offered four years, hundred no, no four years ninety million. He wants a hundred ten million. So first off, I know the Jalen Brown thing is what Celtics fans care about most, but I don't know how I feel about Pascal Siakam getting a max deal off a rookie extension max deal. Well, I think I think that's the problem where I run into because I was about to say it's concerning that Jalen wants that much money because if contracts 
aside and all the crazy money that gets thrown around, I don't think he's worth a max deal yet. I, I think Do you think that's what he wants? So he you're wants talking more. about Jalen, right? Not yes, he's talking, he's, okay. he's yeah, talking about Jalen. I'm talking about Jalen. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what he wants. If, if Ben Simmons and all these other guys are getting max deals, he probably thinks, why shouldn't I? Do you think? Do you think he deserves? Or do you, no, you don't think, I don't think he deserves a max deal. No. You don't think Ben Simmons does though either? Nah, hell no! I think he stinks. You did know you that. think? Do you think Jamal Murray deserves one? For where he is in Denver, yes, I think Denver should have locked him up. I think it's that's the right move. Okay, I I think that's. I don't. But I'm saying if they're getting the him, Simmons, I can see why Jalen wants the it. The Simmons one is a tough one for me, but at the same time, yeah, I can. See, you're right because Ben Simmons has had uh, Ben Simmons has had plenty of. I gotta figure out where the hell this mic's going right now. I keep talking to the wrong end of it. It's like Sorry. a Ben Simmons three. You have no idea where it's going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, or, or like an Andre Drummond one too. I saw some video the other night. And I thought he bricked another three. It was um, anyway. That one's never going to die either. Speaking of videos that'll live on in infamy. But yeah, I, I wouldn't give Jalen Brown a max deal. I wouldn't give uh, Buddy Heald getting 110 over four years. No thanks. I think not. I think no. not. Yeah, you because you were talking about that with the whole Harrison Barnes thing. What does he do besides shoot? Nothing. As far as I know, he does right? nothing. And I don't think he's yeah, even but, an elite shooter. So you're going to give a above average, a good shooter, four for 110. I mean, he wants four for 110. Yep. I think they offered four for 90. Yes. I was surprised. No, no I thanks. was surprised, though. No, this is no. what the Kings do. Yeah, but dumb they, stuff. Yes, <laughs> they give yeah. people stupid money. Well, then they gave. What was they wanted to give Bogdan Bogdanovich? Yeah, but I said it right. Yeah. Five years, fifty million. They did do it. They they offered it, and he said no. He said he's going to wait. Now, Which, I, I often confuse Bojan Bogdanovic with Bogdan Bogdanovic. Yes. It's very easy to do. Which one's the better one? Bojan was the one in Indiana and now is in Utah. Okay. So I think Bojan's the better one, but he's older. So I mean, Bogdan's related, been, right? I believe they're related. Yeah. I didn't, I, I, I didn't, I don't keep up on the Bogdanovic. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, no, it's okay. They're both pretty good players. Yeah, they're yeah. But not, not, yeah. I don't know what. Bogdan's going to be looking for exactly, but anyway, the whole the whole Jalen Brown thing. I will say, in the course of us all, we 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 criticized the Celtics for not trying to lock up Jalen Brown. They did that. They made a move. I think they made a fair offer. I don't think it it's was a ridiculous. good starting point. Th- th- he's going to want more. He's going to want a max. He's going to want what Simmons and all those. He was a top three pick. He obviously thinks of himself higher than you know what I personally think of him as, but. In this league, people throw around money, so you know, go get it. I guess. I don't know. Is ninety fair for him? I don't know. He's gonna I, want a hundred. Does he deserve a hundred though? I don't. Think Me, no. Is, but I'm telling you, you know, what he's gonna want. What do you think is the right amount of money to give him? I think what they offered him is pretty fair. And ninety would probably be the max. Yeah, because obviously I, you, you always lowball first. I think that ninety probably would. Yeah, I don't, actually, he wouldn't have said yes to ninety because he's he's confident. I think Haynes' words were in his uh, ascension to becoming a superstar. Paraphrasing. Now the cap is what like a hundred and ten, hundred sixteen right now, and that could go down or up next year. We don't know. So if you give Jalen four for a hundred. If you're giving Jalen Brown four for a hundred, you're basically committing a quarter of your cap salary to Jalen Brown. Yeah, I don't like that. Well, then no. is Gordon? I like Jalen Gordon's Brown. coming off the books, right? He could come off the books. Oh, because he could opt back in. Yes, he could opt back in. So they're kind of they're kind of screwed right now. And don't they have another wise. big decision next year with Jason Tatum? Basically, yes. the same exact thing. Yes, yes, yes. So, I, that's scary. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta. Can, lock can up- you do both? Tatum and Brown? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is that what they're... There's bird rights and things like that. They're they're definitely, in the rookie extension. You so. can definitely do both, but mm-hmm. do you think the Celtics should? Like, give I, out huge max deals to two guys that haven't reached their ceilings I, yet? I would not give a max I deal. I think you have to. I might give a max deal to Jason Tatum. 
I think that I think be, you have to give one to Jalen Brown. I'd be fine. I think that I think that's essentially what they're going to have to do, unless there's some big fish that they're going to go get. Because, like we said, they've kind of backed themselves into a corner. They have because these are the guys you're, you, these yes, are your foundational drafted, pieces yep. now, and now it's them, Kemba, who you have for three more years, well, four years because this season, and then you have Gordon possibly for another year. Which I don't think he. At one point, I thought he might opt out, and he still could because he's going to be one of the better free agent names out there, especially if Anthony Davis sticks around in Los Angeles. But I don't. I don't know. Who would you rather keep, though? Would you rather keep Gordon or would you rather keep Jalen Brown? Could I answer this question after the season? Because I don't know. To be fair to Gordon, I don't know what he's going to look I want to see what he looks like this year. Yeah. Because last year kind of wasn't a good. That's a good response, though, because I wouldn't extend either until yes. until literally the la- like the deadline is what? This Monday, the 21st. I wouldn't do it now. I don't know what they're rushing for. Now, well, the, now the extensions, you don't want to have to deal with the restricted free agency because they may. Cu- they may- Lead awesome. him to paying now, more that's money. That's after next season, though, right? Yes, for Jalen Brown. But he, you can't do it till Monday. Correct. Well, well he, now, last, the last Monday. day is Monday. Yes. I, I don't. I just don't like the idea of paying guys, giving them a a big payday for what they're expected to be. I hate that. I love paying guys for what they are and what you you know they can be. Jalen and Tatum could end up being a number one guy on their teams. They're not there yet, and that is what a max, a max contract in my mind is all about. You are the cornerstone of the franchise, mm-hmm. a guy late in the game going to go, go down and throw the ball to you to give a bucket. Did you say you think Jalen could be the number one guy? No, no. I'm saying if you give a guy a max contract, okay, yep. you're assu- you're basically assuming that they are a cornerstone of your franchise, right. a number one guy. Right. I don't see either as that right now. I don't. I just don't want to give a max contract to an unproven, a guy who hasn't reached his ceiling yet. No, no, no that's fair. But see, with with Tatum though, I, I mean, they're not going to do it right now. But I wouldn't be as uncomfortable with that just because I like his shot more. I feel like he's. Uh, we talked about it before how he's more polished. As much as I like Jalen, I don't think that he is worth that kind of money right now in terms of getting up into the hundreds. If they said if it was ninety, then I'd be fine with it. I can understand why you said no, but the biggest thing is now the Celtics aren't looking at it at this season and saying, well, we want Jalen to you know, underperform because we're going to save money. We're not going to offer him right now because we're going to bank on the fact that he's not going to command quite as much. And I think that that, that was a big issue that I had coming into all this. It, just, it seems like a weird gamble to take, but now they've done everything that they can, and I see it for them as... Th- They've put themselves in, I guess, a win-win situation or whatever. I don't know if it's win-win, but they did what they were supposed to do. Now they want them to play well, like they would no matter what, anyways, unless they didn't offer them that deal. So I think they, hand- I think Danny Ainge handled the situation as best as he could have. I guess the only thing he could have done differently was offer him ninety million. But back to Siakam, do you think that he's worth a max contract? Because I personally don't. I, I'm thinking in Toronto's shoes. I don't. They, they don't. Really I guess in Toronto's. Get- yep. They don't really get great free agents. So. That's a fair point. Is he worth a max deal? No, I don't. I don't think he's a. I don't think he's a number one. He'll never be. I don't even know if he'll ever be a number two. I mean, I guess he sort of was last year, maybe like behind Kawhi. I don't know, but he'll never be a number one. So I would never give him a max deal. But in Toronto's case, you're right. That the, the the X factor is that he's in Toronto and not in Boston or L.A. Or... It's hard to get guys to go up there. Yeah, exactly. But he was so damn good in the finals, though. Like I felt like he nah, was he was a difference maker for yeah, him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, was, he was solid, but again, you wouldn't give yeah. him a max deal. No, no, you don't I, think I he's the number one. I wouldn't. But that's what they're going to have to give him. I think you're right, Matt. The only reason is that he's in Toronto. If he was most other places, maybe half the other teams in the league, he wouldn't right. get away with this. Now, Buddy Heald, we talked about that one already, and then Bogdan. Bogdan. Bogdan? I don't freaking know. Who cares? All right. Anyway, um, well, one little other thing that I did want to get to before we get to any of this LeBron stuff. So 
LeBron's talked about all the stuff with the China and it's become a mess, and we're going to get to that. But Kyrie had a chance to talk to the media today. He missed the second game in China. He only played like for a minute and 10 seconds in the first game in China because he got hit in the face by Rajon Rondo, which all of Celtics Twitter was very happy about. That was great. I loved it. <laughs> anyway, Kyrie had a chance to talk to the, the New York media today, decided not to. Said he, I guess he said he'd rat, he preferred not to talk to the media. But outside of this game, I live a very much real life. Uh, okay. Anyway, so <laughs> he, uh, he I, I, I told Tyler this, and I was stunned by your response when I first informed you about this. You think that this was a good idea? Absolutely. Yeah. Why? Him not talking is a good thing. Uh, he has, he has, ab- these players in general have nothing to gain and everything to lose. I think in this situation, LeBron. We're going to get to it miserably failed. Mm-hmm. He had nothing to gain by taking the correct action, the correct route of response. Whatever you think he should have done, he didn't do it, and he's now getting roasted for it. If LeBron did this correctly, I don't think he's getting any applause, Twitter points. No. He's falling in line with what everyone else is doing and what he should be doing. What is Kyrie to gain for this? He has nothing to gain out of it. Nothing. Other than the fact that he went and turtled and... Okay, let me put it this way. By talking to the media, if he handled it appropriately, which I understand you guys assume he's not going to handle it appropriately. But if he handled it appropriately, then it's like, okay, fine, forget about Kyrie. But I look at it as he didn't talk to the media, so now he's he's turtled away. To me, he goes and loses points, I guess, if we're going to go and kind of illustrate it like that. That I feel like it's all reality based and I live in that world. Okay. But see, like that's my point. Okay, you're right. He if he wouldn't have handled it appropriately. He lives in reality, okay. If he lives in reality, then he could have handled it appropriately, unlike LeBron, who totally dropped the ball on all of this. So do you ha- do you want to play that cut? Did you want to go to LeBron now or do kind of the uh this the Celtics uh Glenn Ordway oh, takes? Oh yes, yes, yes. Let's get to the Celtics Glenn Ordway takes before we, we get into uh, the political talk. So um so Carson Edwards went off the other night. Carson Edwards had a pretty good uh, preseason in general. Although he did have one night where he won from seven from three, I think people are gonna forget that. I was actually talking to him about it the other day. I'm going to have a story on him coming up soon on WEI.com. But more importantly, he went off. Of all the Celtics rookies right now, it looks like he's the guy who's going to have the most impact on this team this season. I think that's not a hot take at all. He gets buckets, man. Dude can shoot. Can I go with Grant Williams? No. I I, I think Grant's my guy in terms of year one production. I think he's most ready to do it. I think he's I think he's the most solid player. I think Carson's like not the wild card, but Carson like you, he showed you what he can do. It's last pretty night, it's but it's gr- kinda stunning that he went he slipped so far in the it's draft. It's because of his height. That's probably what it is. I don't other than that, I don't know why he would drop because the dude gets buckets. He can get cold though. I mean like they said he yeah. went one from seven one for seven. Yeah, but one he won't have to three. shoot that much. No. no, he won't. No, he won't. And he can get going in a hurry. That's the other thing too. But if he doesn't score, I don't know what he's good at. He's not bad on defense. Point. He's, he's not. Okay. He's got a pretty good wingspan. Right. I think he's like. I think it's. He's, I, he's built too for yeah. a rookie. Mm-hmm. He's he's tough. Yeah, but I think the, the Grant take is not terrible either. Obviously, he was taken higher. Romeo Langford, I have no idea what to expect. We've seen so little of him. That jumper is still broken. His, you know, his shot's not good. I'm biased as hell. I love Romeo, but I have no idea what to expect. I have no clue. So with Grant. I think with him, it's it's going to come down how, how many minutes he's going to get is going to depend on what Shemi Ojale does because I think he's going to get more opportunities first. He's been around, veteran, all this stuff, but I do not like how I, I'm I'm I love Shemi. Like I love what he can be, what he's supposed to be, the idea I guess of Shemi, but he's not been that in the preseason at all. Matt, have you been watching the games at all? 
Give me Grant. You're taking him over Chevy? Yeah, give me Grant. Chevy O'Kelly. Yeah, I I'm pretty down on Semi. I don't know. I don't. Give me, give me Grant. Give me the youngins. <laughs> the I, young guys. I would take Grant over Semi right now. I, I think that. Not even, I, th- right, yeah. I don't think it's close right now. He's not looked good at all. I mean, and the fact that Semi's going and he's on that trip to Cleveland for that joke of a game. I mean, how Sh- shows you he doesn't really have a solidified spot. He doesn't. And Cleveland looks god off. I mean, we knew oh, they were really bad. But good. They're bad. Oh, you think they're good? Oh yeah. Colin Sexton, right? Everybody, I remember hearing that. I do remember hearing that when all the Kyrie stuff was going oh, on. Please. Who won the the, the Isaiah no one, deal? No one won the deal. No, in the end, I think you're right. No one won it's the deal. A draw. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Cleveland was. <laughs> but the other the other two storylines when it comes to rookies too. Obviously, there's Taco, but then there's Max Struess versus Javante Green. Right now, those two are up against each other for the final spot in the Celtics roster because Max Struess's deal got converted from a two-way deal into an NBA deal. I uh, I think I'd rather have Javante, personally. And why is that? Because he's more exciting. I think that he's... So we now we're just picking guys on who's more exciting? That's why I want exactly. him. Exactly. If I'm talking about... If... I don't know. I want a guy that's going to help the team. Do you think Javante can't help the team at all? In sort of way, in some ways, but I he don't, runs we, the floor. We better. don't need another athlete. We need a dude that can who who stretch it. We need a guys that can stretch the floor in this NBA. That's yeah, what well, it Taco's is. been working on his three point shot. <laughs> Jesus, he has been working on his three point shot. <laughs> oh, That's actually I saw the video in uh, in Cleveland. He was doing that. Just freaking make free throws. Yeah, that's that's probably going to be tough enough for him. But um, no, I, I don't. I mean, do, do you? Buy I thought him? he was impressive in the preseason, but at the end of the day, you got to remember. Everybody gets really hyped up about preseason basketball. Most of the time, you're not it. playing. You're not playing normal NBA players. Most of the time, you're playing rookies or guys trying to make teams. So when he was in that time, like, and he was having all those dunks, I was impressed. Don't get me wrong, but again, it's everything's relative. Yep. So to me, I, I'd rather take a guy that's a, a shooter, stretches the floor, who can move around without the ball. Doesn't have to be around the basket. Are you convinced though that his shot's going to be where you need it to be? Because I'm not convinced about that. Yeah. But I like his upside more than Green's. Green's just an athlete. You can always find an athlete. He, I, we he, have Jalen Brown. He's a, yes, yeah, Jalen Brown. But he's he finishes unlike most people do. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I, look, the exciting thing is the first thing that I think of. But I feel like the 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 way he finishes at the rim. How's he going to do it against better players? I guess is the big thing because we're seeing him going against scrubs most of the time. That's my that is my one concern with Green. You're more on Green's side too, right? I would go. I love Green's potential, but uh, if you if you need a guy just to come off a screen, obviously Struess. Yeah, Struess. Struess. Struess is that guy. Um, I didn't really remember him at DePaul, but I'm looking at a stat right now. He was like one of the top Struess. guys in mm-hmm. the in the America in terms of coming off a screen and just getting a bucket. Like it was. It says 4.3 points per game, shooting off a screen, sixth in uh, the NCAA last year. If they're confident that he can turn into something like. If he can just I mean, give you one or two of those a game, like that is, that's, that's major. Yeah, it is. It does. It does make a big difference. I mean, who else on the team do they have that is that type of player? Though that's my point. A guy we just mentioned, Carson's like the only mm-hmm. one, right? Yeah, but he's a he's more of a guard. Yeah, he's a but wing. he's the only one. Either well, other wing like Tatum and Brown. I'm not saying they can't shoot threes, but you don't have like a. You know how you like Joe Harris? Yep. That's what I'm kind of saying. You think he can turn into Joe Harris? I think that'd be his potential if he could turn into something like that. A, if a they knockdown think he can turn 40-something percent three-point shooter? If, yeah, if be... they think he can turn into a Joe Harris, then um, then forget Javante Green. Well, that's, uh, whatever the reason is there to keep Strauss. If they don't think that he can turn into that. I don't well, know. obviously they do. 
then that, they'll keep him. That's why they gave him a... a but he, they don't, that doesn't guarantee they're going to keep him. Oh. I they, thought you gave him, they gave him an NBA deal. They gave him an NBA deal, and now it's between him and Javante Green to make that 15th roster oh, spot. Oh, so it's like non-guaranteed money? They can still cut him. There is some okay. non-guaranteed... Yeah. Gotcha. Well, yeah. that would be my argument for Struss. Not saying, not saying, not saying if like, it went the other way, I wouldn't be like so pissed about it. At the end of the day, this guy is a 15th guy. I don't know if I'll ever play, but that's what. Well, and that's my whole thing is: there's a 15th roster spot. Do you want to waste? Do you want to not waste it? Do you want to pick it? Have it be an athlete or a guy who you're think, so so on? His I think potential? you can always find an athlete. I, I like guys that have you know polished skills, like a shooter. That's that we don't really have. Yeah, and you know what though, so all, all things like forget the potential and who can be better. Green has some hops like I've never. I mean, oh, he's we, got we don't bunnies, see, dude. Yeah, I know. He can do it in the weird positions. Like he, he just out of nowhere. Just and it's not just we see guys his size throw down from a standstill, but he gets up and he get. I mean, he gets up. Well, maybe that's what Langford can be because he don't got a jumper. <laughs> he. I mean, his first drive to the hole was good. I mean, that's <laughs> his a nice layup. That's his whole thing. He's yeah, a, he's, he's a very good finisher. He's good at getting to the rim too. Oh. I mean, Langford, that's yeah, his whole thing. Good. I don't need Green. At Langford, you do that and somehow learn how to shoot because your jump shot sucks. It does not look it's non-existent right now. Um, but when it comes to Taco, so we have a couple. We have uh, Glenn Ordway from OMF talking about Taco Fall and how he's a distraction. He called him a distraction. This is uh, Glenn reacting to his appearance on the preseason game against the Magic. Poor Brad Stevens has got to hear the fans in the stands in the second quarter and really loud in the third quarter chanting for Taco. And the Taco's going wacko. Wacko. Okay, so it's a preseason game. I get it. I understand it. But he also realizes they're going to do the exact same thing when we get to the regular season. It is a, a real distraction. Because oh, Taco, come on. It is a major distraction. Hold on. The only time they're going to do it is when they're up or if they're getting their ass beat. I know, but it's a preseason, Glenn. Okay, but the, I don't think the coach wants any of the pressure. The kid is limited. Uh, well, well, hold on. You don't think, me. You don't... Christian's so right on this. I never thought I'd say those words. He's so right on this, though. I think Glenn does have a point. Not that, just, that Brad Steven gives a rat's ass if fans are chanting taco or not. Yeah. I just think the whole taco thing, and I, you know, I keep getting updates after every preseason game of, like, taco's line. doesn't talk about anybody else but taco. Yeah, yeah. I swear to God, on the... Uh, the My Sports, yes, okay, so My Sports app. That's all. Like it's the Celtics win, but the tacos somewhere in there. And it, to me, it's it's not a distraction. I don't think is the word. But is he really going to be relevant on the team? I don't think not so. This year, no. no. Do you think I, he'll ever be relevant though? I think Glenn doesn't think he's going to ever be relevant. I think there's a chance, but I don't know. I, I, I it's f- worth the risk. No, it's definitely worth the risk. I give him a go play on the red claws for you. Develop. I, I think you'd be stupid not to take the chance. But I, I'm just saying in this year. It's not going to matter. And the tacos going wacko. <laughs> and that's a blocko. I think that, um, look, I mean, he, first of all, him and Tremont Waters definitely have. Tremont's like, my dude. They have, Straight up, that is my guy. I hope Tremont Waters. I think Tremont Waters is better than um, Wanamaker. I don't know why the hell they have one. Why is Brad Wanamaker still Thank here? You. Nice, Thank you. Thank nice you. I don't kid. know. Yeah, he's a nice guy. All that great. Great. But let, let me tell you, Tremont Waters, I like, I like him a lot. He does a lot of good things. He does. He's, he's very a great on, on the ball defender. He's just crafty. He just does stuff that I don't know. I think they need. He does every, coming off the bench. He does a little bit of everything to make up for his lack of size. Oh, that's 100%. his biggest problem. Is he's five eleven? Yeah, but he, he's kind of. You know who he reminds me of? And I'm not not totally, but like sort of like Rondo. You know how Rondo used to do stuff his rookie year that's just like 
I can't really explain. Instinctual? Instinctual, like crafty, like the steals. Yep. The passes, the moves, like, I don't know. He just kind reminds of me yeah. of, like, Rondo. Yeah, he's. I mean, some of the passes that he makes, too. Like, he had one where he passed a semi. who was wide open in the corner. He's not confident in a shot. He's not taking it. But he's driving to the rim, draws the defenders, kicks it right out to him. It was like a, and it was like a—it wasn't a wrap around the—no, I think he wrapped it around the defender. He does, I mean, those type of Rondo yeah. passes. No, you're right, though. I mean, his hesitation move is unreal. Nah, he's good, it man. It's so I fluid, watched, too. Yeah. I mean, you just you, like some guys you see like an abrupt stop, he doesn't do that at all. Yeah, yeah he's no, he looks good, but he, they're Yeah, it's a size thing. It's if a, he, they'll get he'll get switched on an NBA game, but you know, if you're playing a good the second up, unit. I think his ceiling is a good backup point guard. Oh, yeah, I think that's definitely. And I think he you give him a year in the Greek the the um the G the yeah, the G, G League, League and yeah. let him figure it out, but let me ask you this cuz I know you're not a big Nader fan, who pisses you off more, Nader or Wanamaker? Oh, Nader. Well, I don't mind Wanamaker. I think he's like a solid third guard like he was, but I'd just rather that Tremont has way more upside. Yeah, definitely. Um, Nader sucks. Kev, <laughs> Kev, call on the show and tell him how much you hate Nader. <laughs> yeah, leave us a voicemail. Five out, pod, uh, five out podcast at gmail. Oh, wait a minute. That's right. We had a, we had a voicemail, and I forgot to send it over to Ty. Oh. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Uh, we'll have to get to that another time. But uh, But anyway... So the taco stuff, though, I do think like he he draws two guys each time, but he's so uncomfortable in the post. He has no moves, and even on the rebounds, yeah, it's great because if it goes, it can go over other guys' heads, and he could be more comfortable when it's like a, you know fight for the ball, or whatever. But if it's not right in his general vicinity, he's not getting it because he doesn't have hands. No. He doesn't have hands. He doesn't really. I mean, he has better lateral, better movement than we expected. He has feet for hands, but he has next to no. Like there's, it's better than we thought, but it's his lateral movement and all that running and everything. It's it's still very slow, very unnatural. So Glenn's take about him being a distraction is obviously about so ridiculous. Him being more of a circus act than a guy that can contribute to the 2019 Celtics. Well, no shit, Glenn. So uh, this was an interesting cut right after uh, Taco Fall signed the contract. Talked to Abby Chin of NBC Sports Boston, and this cut made it seem like Taco had no idea this was coming. Taco, first of all, congratulations in order. The team announced right before the game started you've been signed to a two-way contract. How did you learn the news? Um, someone called me earlier and told me. Uh, and then after that, I talked to uh, Mike, and um, he told me about it. And I, I didn't expect it. It just came out of the blue, um, out of nowhere. So that's how it happened. It came out of the blue, out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Do you think, don't, wouldn't you think there's daily conversations with Brad Stevens and Taco Fall? Like, hey, this is what you need to work on. This is what you need to improve. Yeah. I, I I feel like he would not be surprised if Brad was telling him, "We we believe in you. We think you could you could grow and develop here in Boston. You could be a real asset to our NBA team." Yeah, but it's, I don't think they have that conversation because he sounded like he had no clue he was going to get but his it's, contract. Isn't it Danny's decision? It is. So I get. I don't so know. If, Brad, if Brad says to him, doesn't mean that they eventually you sign him. So maybe it's. My two the things for this: him and Danny. first, his agent has been really applying the pressure from the Celtics, according to multiple reports, right? Because they wanted him to get, you know, a, a solid deal, something that he actually could, you right. know, move forward with. The other thing is, he's a pretty unassuming kid. Like he's he seems like a good dude and everything like that, and I don't think he takes any of this for granted. So I think that that's part of the part of it too. That's based on my interaction with him, what I've seen when we're in the scrums and everything. He seems like a genuinely Humble kid. So I think that there's a little bit of they got to be careful with what they say to him. And then at the same time, he's, you know, 
hoping for the best, but doesn't necessarily expect the best. You know what I mean? Yeah, so he is not going to be starting any games for the Boston Celtics this year, thankfully. No, but he'll start for the Red Claws every night. He will. A guy who may be starting a handful of games. looks like more like Daniel Tice probably going to be the starter now at center, right? Yeah, and I, I like that. Me I think. Oh, I'm down with that. They're, so, like, when we were talking to Glenn, like, before we recorded our show, he was talking about the interior defense. I know they're playing scrubs. You know, the the, the Magic didn't have Vucevic, which is obviously huge. And then um, and then the, the Cavs sucked. But, again, I wrote about this. Let's not act like the Hornets are this great team. They did not look good on the interior defense when, when they were playing the Hornets. And against the other two teams, it was a significant difference. And I think Tice, the switchability with those guys, the fact that Tice moves around well, yes, he's not going to be able to do what Horford did in terms of marking up one guy and, and shutting him down. But I think he can do a little bit of what... Horford did in terms of clogging up the passing lanes. I think that in terms of rebounding, he was, he's a little bit better than Horford was too. I'm not saying that he's the the answer, but I think that I think that if Shemi can figure it out, if Poirier can do what he's been doing, and then if the the big my big problem is I thought Robert Williams was going to look much better than he does right now. He does not look good at all either. Matt and Nick, I want to play this cut. This is from Patrick Gilroy from this Saturday. And obviously the Celtics have to replace Al Horford and Enos Cancer or Daniel Tice is going to be that guy. Gilroy doesn't think that there's much of a, a hole to be replaced because Cantor is going to fill it pretty well, apparently. Ordway loves to play the role of the most intelligent basketball mind in the room, and Ennis Cantor is going to make that very difficult for him because at the end of the year, Ennis Cantor is going to average 14 points and 8 rebounds a game, which is going to be identical to what Al Horford puts up. Stop the difference right is- hold, on, hold on, Hold on one second. Anytime I've talked to Gilroy when I've been on with him, okay, he always says how Horford is, you know, it's not just about his numbers. You, we, you and I have talked about this multiple times. Al Horford is not just about his numbers. So to say that he's going to go and replace what he does in terms of numbers, to me, means jack shit. Now, he's going to, I think that Ken, Cantor's a better rebounder. But I just wanted to say that quick aside before we play the rest of the cup because that's ridiculous that he's saying that. He's gonna, who cares that he's going to replace his numbers? which is going to be identical to what Al Horford puts up. The difference is Cantor got a $5 million contract. Horford got his second $100 million deal with Philadelphia now. Now, Horford does all the little things, all the little things that Glenn's going to want to tell you about because it proves just how brilliant he is in his basketball mind. While Cantor is going to go out there and do the gritty work, going to put up identical numbers at the same position for a fraction of the money. Horford's a better basketball player, and Cantor makes... Ordway seemed like a very pedestrian basketball mind. What? I, I you played the cut first before. Go ahead. I'm going to talk in a second about. You played the cut first before. I did not hear that second part of all that. I got this, hung up on this the first cut. Part. This this guy's on the radio. Uh, he, is, he is the Celtics. The no, Celtics lo- guy on WEI. Lo- I love Pat. Wow. I love Pat. Yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you, boy, Pat. What the hell is he just talking about? Did he listen to what he? First off, he contradicted himself like a couple times. And second, you can't tell me that. That Cantor and Horford are like they're gonna put up the same stats and affect the game the same way. You just said that Horford does all the little things. Cantor doesn't do any of the little things. Yeah, he says he's gonna do the gritty stuff. No, Cantor doesn't do the gritty stuff. He yeah, I, offensive rebounds really not gritty in this NBA. There's two guys in the paint when you're going for a rebound. It's not the gritty stuff. Is is uh, can you check Giannis? Can you check Embiid? Can you check? No, he can't do any of that. No, he can't. He doesn't do any of the little stuff. He doesn't block shots. He doesn't. Horford is going to be. I told you at the beginning. Kyrie leaving is doesn't hurt as much as Horford leaving. Horford did all the little things. That's why all the little things. Couldn't agree with you more. Because Kemba to Kyrie, yes, Kyrie is the better player. 
But at the same time, Kemba is not that big of a drop-off. And then you want to talk about the whole chemistry thing? Fine, you can say that too. It's, I mean, Kemba's saying all the right things, I'll give him that. But Horford is a very unique player in this league. He can handle guys that not everybody can handle. There's, there's I'm a reason. Stunned there's a this, reason. I'm him, stunned by this take out of Gilroy. He says the same. This is the stuff he's criticizing Ordway for. Is the same stuff he says to me when I'm on with him. There's a reason why the Sixers are favorites to win the NBA Finals. Yeah, but they're the favorites to win the NBA Finals now. I'm well, the East. I should say. I'm sorry. They are over the Bucks now. I think a lot of people think they're they're definitely favorites, especially if Ben Simmons is shooting like you know three bombs like he was in that video. Oh, uh, right, face. right. But anyway, right. but there's a reason that they're 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 up, know, they're there, up yeah. there because Horford went there. Horford went there, and he now does, he's he going makes, to take Giannis. It's not going yeah, to have to be someone he else. Makes, he makes a big difference. And, you know, oh, people can say average Al, average Al. But for what his role is, I've always said this. If I was playing with Al, Al Horford's one of those guys that you just love playing with because he's a great teammate. He does all the little things. He doesn't need to score 20 points a game. He doesn't need the ball. He doesn't need to take 20 shots. And he affects the game. That's Those guys are important. Yeah, there's not many guys like that. Average Al should have your full-blown respect right now. Who the hell was that? That was, that was Mark Bertrand. Uh huh. Can't tell. I know. I did. I, I can't say that I listened to him that much. Um, but I, I look. The thing with Horford, too, the one, the one grab I did have with Horford back when he was here was there were times where he needed to shoot a little bit more, and he wouldn't do that. Yeah. That was my, that was my one frustration with him. But outside of that, you're right. He can impact the game in every other way. Not all guys can do that. I'm stunned by this from Gilroy. This is. I'm 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 genuinely disappointed in him because he he con- like he, he contradicts himself in that cut, but he contradicts <laughs> what he stands on all the time. Glenn yeah, preaches, I, I guess I Glenn don't preaches know that him, stuff. So. That's the same stuff that he. That's the same stuff he dumps on Lou for. Anus canter. Well, Gilroy's going to come on this show at some point. I mean, maybe it have to be sooner than later to answer for that crap. Jesus Christ. Um, but <sighs> goddamn, the one thing that I love to do is sit down and watch the Boston Celtics at the end of the day. Yeah, he does. I'll give him that. Anyway, uh, when it comes to, um, was there anything else with the taco stuff? No. Okay. All right. So we can move on to the LeBron stuff. The the number one issue. The world's top, top story. Ty's losing his mind every uh, five minutes over. Yeah. It's, so it's so so story. okay. I got you. As I got to set this up. So everybody knows about the Daryl Morey stuff. We talked about it last show. If you haven't heard, I don't know why. Go back and listen to episode fourteen. But Daryl Morey sent a tweet. Talking about the Hong Kong stuff, and uh, it's just the, the, factual that James Harden is a better scorer than Michael Jordan. That was not in the tweet. You that was always, not what the tweet you was about. Always play that freaking cut because it's Jesus so Christ, I hate him. Dumb. Um, but anyway, he, he's supporting the pro democracy demonstrators in Hong Kong. China is a communist nation. They were upset by it. Sent the NBA China extravaganza they had planned over there with the Nets and Lakers into a whole tizzy. And LeBron got the chance to finally speak on it because the NBA did not allow the players and coaches, uh, did not make them available to the media while they were in China, which I honestly, I don't mind it because they would have been asked about it, would have created an issue, uh, a greater issue, I think. Or actually, you know what? Maybe I'm wrong based on what LeBron said. Here, Tyler's got the cut. I mean, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not here to judge um, how the league handled the situation. You know, I just think that you know, when you're misinformed or you're not educated about something, um, and, and I'm just talking about, uh, you know, the tweet itself, you know, you never know the ramifications that can happen. Um, you know, we all seen what that did. Uh, not only did um, for our league, um, but for all of us in America, uh, for people um, in China as well. And sometimes you have to think through uh, things that you say that may cause harm not only for yourself but for, for, for the majority of people. And um, I think that's just a prime example of that. I 
It, it only gets worse with him in all of this. It, it's just, I cannot believe he condemned Daryl Morey in, in this. The whole, and, like, he was so... You know, the tweets that followed up and after and everything, he has, he could not have handled the situation any worse than he has. He could not have. And I think he in that cut, he really shows what he thinks about China and their capabilities because he says you have to weigh the ramifications of the tweet before you send it. So he knows that there are ramifications from words posted on Twitter.com. Yeah. The Chinese government, he knows what they're capable of, so he clearly knows their ramifications from freaking words on a social media website, but isn't willing to say that I condemn that? I mean, it's so he nev- weird. That's the other thing. He never said that. We talked about it last week, and Tyler took the, takes the side of the, more or less defending Daryl Morey, but I said it. He, you didn't. I didn't know the ramifications of it. I don't. Th- I did not think it was smart for we're him not, to say. We're that. not experts here. Trust us. We're not. We're not experts on this story. But you don't no, have to be. But but it, just share your human opinion that people should get basic human rights. But that's exactly. And that was what I was going to say. Is I when I said when I disagreed with it all. I said I agree with Maury. I'm pro democracy, democratic republic. That's what we live in in America. But you don't know what you. But to, in one small sense, LeBron is right. He didn't know what was going to happen. But don't. But now, don't act all high and mighty when you're the same guy who's preaching all these things about you know helping everybody. I mean, you found a cut from uh, from 2K on the the whole my story thing. I guess at the start of it, he's. I mean, I'm just gonna let the, the, the cut speak for itself. Jeez. This uh, here is. Uh, let's go. Let's keep the timeline here. In that same first appearance with the media, oh, okay, yeah, fine. here is where he talks about the tweet being uneducated, misinformed. This was the really the money cut that he's oh, okay. kind of getting destroyed yep. for. Um, I think that's another um, situation that that should stay behind closed doors. We we are to see what what, what happens with um, any one of our players or or with an owner or with a, a GM. Um, at a later date. I think when we all sit back and learn from the situation that happened, uh, understand that what you could tweet or could say, and we always talk, we, we all talk about this freedom of speech. Yes, we all do have freedom of speech, but at times there are ramifications for the negative that can happen when you're not thinking about others. Hold on. You know? As opposed to ramifications for the positive. That is, that- but at times there are ramifications for the negative that can happen. That's a double negative. Okay, here we go. When you're not thinking about others and only and you're only thinking about yourself. So, um, thinking about others and only yourself. He is tweeting for the Hong Kong protesters that they deserve human basic rights. But LeBron James, the guy with the biggest freaking ego in all of sports, is saying Daryl Morey is thinking about himself. This is so bad, man. This is so bad. I don't believe. Um, I don't want to get into a, a word. A uh, word. Or sentence uh, feud with Daryl, um, with Daryl uh, Morey, but I believe he wasn't educated on on, on the situation at hand, and um, and he spoke, and uh, the, so many people uh, could have been harmed, um, not only financially but physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, so just be careful what we what we tweet and we say, and what we do. Even though yes, we do have freedom of speech, but there can be um, a lot of negative that comes with that too. So the to me. This is like the fifth time I've heard this. The most damning thing in all of that is the fact that he even brings up the finances. Uh, could have been harmed, um, not only financially, but physically, emotionally, spiritually. Spiritually. Spirit, yeah, spirit. I don't even know what the hell that means. But the financially, why does that cross your mind in the course of this? I See, and this, like everybody, like, like I know Portnoy's had a field day with this over at Barstool. And the the cut that Ty's going to play in a minute is, is outstanding. But... You, everybody's saying he wants to be a billionaire. He wants to be a billionaire. I, I mean, I, to some extent, I get that. But at the same time, w- w- 
Why do you? What do you need this for? You have all these other things going on. You're fine. Like seriously, what more do you need? In like, like you, the thing you should be worried about right now is still trying to freaking beat MJ because no one's convinced. At least half of America is not convinced that you're better than MJ. I don't. I just. I get that money is important, and I get when you can make a lot of it, you want to. But Jesus, in the course of this, is not the time to bring up the finances when it's you're not. a guy who goes and talks about equal rights for people and everything. And and, and I like we'll play that that the, my story cut in a second. But I want to hear the the uh, Portnoy did the other day because this was outstanding. Obviously, they, they have a feud: LeBron versus Dave Portnoy, long feud, and he's trying to make some money off of it. What day is it? T-shirt. Tuesday! Yeah, 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 yeah. Frankie, what day is it? T-shirt <laughs> Tuesday! Tommy! Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's he saying? Big M, what day is it, you fatso? T-shirt Tuesday! <laughs> you fatso. We haven't played the, one of those cuts in a long time. We haven't. I get the feeling we're not going to see one of those Taco Tuesdays. For Do you think he's going to come back with Taco Tuesday? I didn't see it this week. I missed it this week. Yeah. If he posted it, I missed it, unfortunately. Yeah, but. it we, usually makes its round on Twitter. But, um, but yeah, Portnoy's having a field day with this. I feel like a lot of people are having a field day with this because now it's like, well, you come out as an activist, and then now that it's hurting your wallet, you're not going to really be an activist at the end of all, so, which is not, which goes against what activists are supposed to be. Apparently, one, I thought one last cut. I think that everybody in the media is overlooking is at the very end of his first media session. Okay, uh, with the LA media, this is where LeBron shows he is so full of shit and will not say what he truly believes because I don't think he knows what he truly believes. That's just my belief. This is about him talking about Daryl Morey's oh, tweet. This, one. this is from the first. Me- this is from. This the- is how he ended his first media session. Oh, okay. That's just my belief. I don't. Just my belief. Okay. Keep that's going. Just my belief. I don't know. That's my belief. Um, that's all I can say. I, I believe he was either misinformed or not really educated on the situation. Um, and if he was, then then so be it. Um, but I have no idea. But that's just my belief. I have no idea if that tweet was misinformed or not, but that is my belief that it was. I have no idea, but that's just my belief. That is so absurd. The whole reason you're getting destroyed is because you condemned the fucking tweet. If you don't condemn the fucking tweet, then there is no misinformation, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> I, I, this guy is so stupid. The whole reason he's getting backlash is because he th- believes... I have no idea, but that's just my belief. I have no idea. This is my belief. You're getting ripped because you don't know what you're talking about on China, on what Daryl Morey's tweet was about. It, it gets worse. I cannot believe this guy. Let's play the the 2K20 cut. <laughs> now, you know, now than what we're talking about, it's like, you know what, Kyrie was 100% right to not talk. It would have been worse. I mean, he, probably he, he would have been so misinformed. Here is this Just dumb playing. hypocrite, LeBron James, who I'm sure made billions of dollars in China off NBA 2K20. If you play in the My Player mode in 2K20, there's like some sort of trailer. So pissed, and here's dude. LeBron's voice just spewing more garbage. When I first came into the league... I was just trying to prove myself. It was all about ball. I'm more than an athlete. It took me a while to understand the responsibility, the opportunity that I was given. You know, I speak for those without a voice, people who grew up like I did. 
poor without hope. Those people, those kids, they exist on every corner of the globe and they're all deserving of a chance. I believe no one person is capable of turning the tide, but we all have an obligation because somewhere along the way, somebody picked us up and that's why we pay it forward. Oh my Christ! <laughs> Biggest fraud in the planet. Well, I what I, you know me. I don't really talk politics, but the only thing that makes this isn't even politics anymore, yeah, man. This is just it LeBron. Really is. It really is because LeBron. The only reason the players are pissed and they went to you know the commish is because that that this part from the article that you uh, oh, this is, fr- is this is from Dave McMiniman of um, ESPN. It says James Anthony Davis, Kuzman, Rondo, to name a few at appearances canceled. One Lakers player sources told ESPN had agreed to a $1 million endorsement deal with Chinese company prior to the trip. When he arrived, poof, it was gone. A seven-figure payday out the window. Wow. Like so I get why the players are pissed. Oh yeah. They're losing money. So but LeBron, don't come on the thing and tell me about you know, he was misinformed. You just care because at the at the end of the day, it's hurt your bottom line. I have no exactly, idea. that's just my belief. You don't give a sh- you don't give a shit about the people in China. No, unless no. they're giving you money. There are literally one million plus Muslims in concentration camps in China. Yes, I didn't. There, oh, I didn't know there that are part. one million Muslims that are being raped, killed, getting their organs harvested for millions of dollars right now in, in China at these concentration camps. They are harvesting kidneys out of live people and selling them for a hundred and sixty thousand dollars each. And LeBron James, Wait, is you up, put some research into this. LeBron shit. James is up there spewing bullshit. I have no idea, but that's just my belief. This guy, Daryl Morey, is standing up for people being raped, murdered, and killing, and their organs harvested. And this guy, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I don't really know. I have no idea, but that's just my belief. I'm glad you're committed to the ASMR I channel. hate this guy. I, we, you asked me last week who my three most hated players were in the NBA, <laughs> and without a doubt, before this stuff happened, it was LeBron James. I've updated that list, Nick Fryer, three, two, and one. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. <laughs> Tyler, do we just become best friends? Oh my, oh god. my god! I I don't. I'm like sweating. It. I hate this guy. <laughs> I've never seen you like this ever in my life. Because I didn't it's, know you it's, had this level. he's a fraud. It's a hypocrite. It, and everyone from Jamel Hill to Beto O'Rourke, every political or sports analyst in the world is calling this guy a moron. He has a team of people around him. They said that and too? And he's still screwing this up. I mean, Jamel Hill and Beto O'Rourke said that? Every Julian Castro, everybody is like is condemning communism and LeBron is so he's not he's not stupid. I can't, people no, are he's not. Him stupid. That's, that's so mind blowing. And I want to call this. him stupid. He's not stupid. His people aren't stupid. He's got a whole. He's got a billion dollar Nike yeah, endorsement an deal. An empire. Uh, everyone knows about this. Yeah. It's a lifetime deal, and he cannot say I'm making all this money. It's obvious. Everyone knows about it. But what's going on there is not right. He can't do that. I mean, I don't know how you. I. I here's this. And I'm curious if this would have bothered you if he had said this. I don't think Daryl understood what was going to happen when he tweeted that out. Oh no, no I, right? No, and no one thought that. But if he, but I'm saying this is LeBron saying. This. I don't think Daryl understood what was going to happen when he tweeted that out. It may have not been best for him to do that necessarily, but I understand why he wanted to do it. I agree with his stance in the course of it all. So you know, and that's pretty much how I feel at the end of it. Do you think that would have been fine? Do you think that would have been sufficient? He should have came out and said the NBA. 
I want all players to be transparent. If you don't, if you are told by your league you're not allowed to talk about this, come out and say, "Hey, the NBA doesn't want me to talk about this. What's going on over there isn't right." But I, I, I'm not standing up for it. What does LeBron James fear by condemning what is going on over there? Losing some money? Is it, bro? You, you, you are a billionaire, probably more, more than once over. He's probably got multiple billions of dollars in terms of assets, money made, endorsement deals, everything. Mm-hmm. And this guy is so fucking greedy, he cannot condemn the worst people on earth. We're gonna get flagged as a dirty podcast by the end of this. By the way, we're gonna be explicit. Not safe for children, but now there's LeBron James dumb takes because <laughs> kids are looking up to this guy and he cannot do what a six-year-old could do is condemn the worst people on earth and he is so stupid and this response is just dumb. He got he got flack the entire day on OMF, the entire station on WEI, locally here in Boston, nationally, every platform ripped LeBron James. He had all night to think about it and this is what this dumbass responds with the next day. He was asked about criticism for this Maury stuff in his comments day one. The next day, here is LeBron James once again making it all about himself and another elite oh, okay. what about is a crafted he's probably trying to follow in the footsteps of his best buddy steve kerr if you're passionate about it or you feel like um, it's something you want to talk about then then so be it um i also don't think that um every issue should be everybody's problem as well you know so you know when things come up there's there's multiple things that that we haven't talked about that happen in our own in our own country that we don't bring up you know, there's things that happen in my own community that, you know, trying to help my kids graduate uh, high school and go off to college is, you know, what, what's been my main concern over the last couple of years, you know, in my school. Um, All I can know, hear is the basketball. Make sure that the inner city kids that grow up in my hometown can have a brighter future and look at me as an inspiration to get out of the, you know, the hell hold of, of, of the inner city. We don't talk about those stories enough, um, but we tend to, you know, want to talk about so many other things as well, so... I mean, when he opened up, when the whole school thing happened, everybody gushed over him. Like, LeBron has gotten credit a million times over for giving back. It's all about him, always. He's done done that plenty of times. And look, I get, you know, you want your kids to get through high school and go to college and all that stuff. We don't talk about those stories enough. But, I mean, that, that doesn't need to get talked about. I mean, everybody has to deal with that in their lives. You're not. You're not special. You have. If anything, your kids have an advantage. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're LeBron James kids, so there's. You know, you make it picked on or whatever things like that. I don't know, but I mean, at the end of the day, everybody deals with that kind of crap. I also don't think that um, every issue should be everybody's problem. But the, you weigh in on everything. Yes, you can't have it both ways. If you are Joe Ingles, and I have no idea where Joe Ingles stands on everything, then Joe Ingles, you don't need to weigh in on this. Kenny Atkinson LeBron James, you weigh in on every teams. topic. LeBron weighs in on every topic. Yep. He weighs, I mean, that's why he has his own show now, so he can talk about legitimately whatever he wants to talk about. But he doesn't want to talk about this. We don't talk about those stories enough. I mean, honestly, Ty, I don't, I don't need LeBron to go on this long solilo- no. soliloquy in the, in this whole thing. I don't need him to do, pull a Kyrie. All you need to say is that I support support democracy, and then I and I think that what I said about the Daryl part is, you know, I don't think he necessarily realized what was going to happen in the course. But you say that, and you're fine. Make sure that the inner city kids that grow up in my hometown can have a brighter future, and look at me as an inspiration to get out of the, you know, the hell hold of of, of the inner city. We don't talk about those stories enough. 
He's asking about getting criticism for not condemning communism. And this guy turns it around to, oh, well, what about America? What about the problems in the inner cities, in, in the black community, and in poverty? What about what I'm doing? What about me? I, I'm blown away by that. I, I, re- I really am, because I, I thought LeBron was smarter than this. I mean, I know he's not he, dumb, but it's just... In, in our generation, Matt and Nick, can you guys think of a superstar that has had as little deserving criticism as LeBron's gotten? He's got a lot of undeserved criticism from not, maybe not winning a championship as early as he should have, but in terms of the person, like he's done nothing wrong in his whole career at all. Yeah, he's clean and nothing. all that stuff. Now, you know, like MJ had, what was it, the gambling things through in his career, and everybody, I mean, some certain guys are dinks or nay-holes or whatever, and then you have... I mean, we with the Patriots every other week. It's like we hear about somebody getting into problems. Yeah, you don't. LeBron doesn't have that stuff. He's like he is a. By and large, he has been a good dude throughout the course of his career. You you want to talk if he's a bad team or whatever? Like at the end of it, like you don't hear about any of the stuff at home off the court. Because he's a he's a good human being. He is, but this is but this is so disingenuous. This is so bad. I mean, you can't you can't go and do everything you've done and then just take a big step back when everybody's looking to you and you're supposed to be the guy. I mean, There's like, you're not just... things that, that we haven't talked about that happened in our own. You're not just the guy on your team. You're the guy for the league. And if you want that, which it seems like every chance he gets, he wants that. But the second they really need you to be that guy, you prove once again why you're not better than MJ. So Matt mentioned... Although he would never weigh in on any Matt of mentioned an excerpt from the Dave McMenamin article about the endorsement deals yeah. kind of going by... Our one, a one, $1 million deal was canceled because of the China issue. And he kind of went deeper into it. And this is kind of where the player's side is getting into it and why they're so mad. And, of course, King James himself, Mr. Woke, had to speak up and stand up for his fellow players. What were the players and the owners dealing with and what are they dealing with currently? I mean, nearly a week ago today... In a Shanghai hotel room or Shanghai Shanghai hotel ball. Doesn't matter where it was at. Adam Silver got up and addressed the players, and LeBron James is one of the players who got up and spoke and said, "Hey, what are we doing here?" Daryl Morey made these statements. You know damn well if a player made the same similar statements and caused such poor ramifications for the league, there'd be some sort of league recourse. There would be repercussions that the player would have to pay. You know, potentially. This tweet could cost the NBA hundreds of millions of dollars, which could come out of the players' pockets. And so that's the double standard that was being addressed in that meeting. So, and then uh, Silver, according to McMenamin in his story, Silver pushed back, reminding the players that the league never doled out discipline when they publicly criticized President Trump. Maury was exercising the same liberty when he challenged China. The only difference is that with America, you know, it's go- you have a general idea of how the public is going to respond how trump is going to respond and the media is going to respond with china yes you're right he doesn't know how how they're going to respond maury did not know in that sense and i and i agree in that regard but when you're like lebron who wants to go out and speak about the injustices and and all the problems that you see in america when daryl maury wants to do the same thing with china in the grand scheme of things it's not a difference. It's not. I don't think, personally, I don't think Maury thought it through in terms of how it would affect his business. But, again, if he really wanted to affect change, he should have talked to the league and all that. And then they pull out and then the league can adjust accordingly and not be impacted as much as expected to be in, in the as a business. Because they're talking, I saw on SNY, possibly 10%, 15%. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, the, the, the salary cap could go down by that much next season. But, again... 
things like that could happen around here too. It hasn't. It, I don't think it will, but it could happen with you guys. So if I don't know, um, if John Morant came out and like really wanted to lay into Trump, or or if um, I don't know, if Lonzo Ball or yeah, let's say Lonzo decided that he wants to turn into Lavar, and I don't know where he stands politically, but let's say he wanted to go after the D- Democratic Party, and then all and then everybody on that side got pissed at the league, and then are you gonna go and conde- condemn Lonzo for doing the same damn thing that you want to do? No, you you shouldn't. You can't because he's just doing it for the – you have a different viewpoint, but he's doing the same damn thing. So LeBron James, a man who won't condemn communist China, wants to punish a man in America for free speech. Do I have that right? You have that right. That's so stupid. You have that right. I, I, I just – this is – this is um, this is a big, big – it's a tough week for, for LeBron James and it's going to be – I mean – I'm aware of everything. <laughs> Do you think so in the grand scheme of things? Do you guys think that this will affect his brand where he's going to take a big hit? I don't think so. No. And it only hurts him in terms of radio host top hated NBA players list. Yeah, like, and I, I think a lot of people are going to... It might hurt him in the wallet for, I don't know. It might, it might hurt him bit. a Who knows? Uh, it'll probably hurt him a little bit. I mean, But in terms of his legacy at the end of it all, I don't think it will hurt him. I just think now people are going to think less of him, and I think any time him as a public figure, anytime he talks about this stuff, people are always going to look back on this, and they're only going to take him so seriously because it's like I'm going to help people when it's not going to hurt when it when it only benefits me when it's not going to really hurt my wallet. It's not going to possibly hurt my image in another country where they have all the stuff going wrong that Tyler brought up. Which you've done a lot of research on this, apparently. It's it, I, when we spoke last week about it, I kind of felt ashamed that I was I had a strong opinion, but I don't think I really knew much about the topic. And I took ten minutes, LeBron James, to research this topic, and it's despicable. It's disgusting. The president—I don't even know if you call him the president in China. I don't know what his term is. Prime minister, whatever. Chi, it's XI. He literally said the Hong Kong protesters, if they continue to try and separate Hong Kong, which is most like America, to the rest of China, and try and separate those people asking for human rights, he personally will make sure those protesters' bones are grounded to a powder. Where did you read that? It's a headline in The Hill. He, he literally said that the same exact day LeBron James came out and had his first public comments on the situation. Jeez. So the president of China is literally saying, we will murder the Hong Kong protesters for speaking out and wanting basic human rights. And LeBron James got a team of people that thought this was his best course of action. Good Lord. Uh, I have nothing else to say on this right now. I mean, it's just, it's just it, it, you can't look any worse than he does at this point. And in some in the NBA, your image does matter to some extent. It does more so than any other sport, I would say. Do you have anything else to add on this, Tyler? Do you want to hear Stephen A. explain why Daryl Morey hasn't commented? Because I actually would like to hear why Daryl Morey hasn't responded. I know why. Go it's ahead. because the Rockets aren't letting him. Mm-hmm. But here's uh, Stephen A. trying to explain what we haven't heard from Daryl since. There is a white, middle-aged executive that decided to send out a tweet. And we're talking about this black man. He needs to take this position. Where the hell is that? How come you haven't said Daryl Morey? Why, why the tweet? Get your behind no, out no, here. Get in front of the camera. I'll do it and speak on it since you started it. I'll do it and I like Daryl Morey, but me, you started it. Speak. Let, let me change that. Steve no, Kerr, speaking. Pop up and speaking. LeBron speaking. Why not drop Daryl Morey? There's another at the end of the cut. There's more to that. We have we have more. We have Max basically saying that uh, LeBron uh, is I a can't. sellout. Uh, we can skip it if you no, want. No, 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 I can't listen to Max Kellerman. No, no, Kellerman has an annoying voice. I, I meant more so. Did he, did he talk about 
the no, Kellerman. The, he was asked why isn't Daryl Morey commented, and LeBron, or Stephen A. obviously made it into a white versus black thing, which he always does. Are you surprised by that? No, you know what? I, I never, I never things like that. I never want to assume from people that they're going to make that middle aged executive. Because we're not. I mean, I'm not about. I'm not about that. You're not about that. Neither is Matt. So like, I never, I never think like that. Like no. it's just. That it's, it's he's, about he's, race or anything he, like he that. He does. That's the way he sees the world. I, I've, I mean, I don't always. I don't know. I didn't always feel like that's that's how Stephen A. is. I, I guess maybe some, I'm naive and I block those kind of things out because I don't look at the world that way. But yeah, I mean, Daryl Morey hasn't talked about it, but you know why he hasn't talked about it? Because everybody's pissed at him, and because he's gonna his words are going to be psychoanalyzed more than LeBron's are in in this one instance because he's the one that started this firestorm, and it's going to happen eventually. He's going to talk. But I and I don't think that Dar- I, I personally think Daryl Morey is going to take a big step back in it. He's not going to go and and speak out um, for the the, the like because he's not going to go and speak out on behalf of Hong Kong and all these things. No, he's going to say I didn't realize ramifications was going to happen. He's he's going to say similar stuff to what LeBron said, and he won't get he may get crucified as much. I doubt he will, but he's going to take a big he's going to backpedal big time when it comes to this. So I have zero expectations for Daryl Morey. He should do it on. tomorrow. He should come out tomorrow and say, I screwed up. I didn't do this right. He knows his fan base is pissed. I don't know what he's waiting for. I mean, I do expect in the next week LeBron to do a 180. He has to. You think? What do you think Daryl's going to say? No, LeBron is going to do oh. a 180 in the next week about this. He, he might. has to. Yeah, I wonder if... Uh, They're burning his jerseys right now in Hong Kong. Yeah, I saw that. I wonder how... I'm, I'm very curious to how Kyrie's going to respond to this because him and LeBron are buds. Kyrie was one of the people talking about maybe we shouldn't even play this game because of the hostility and all that stuff. That is surprising, right? That, that Kyrie is kind of taking the route of, I want less media, or I won't play if you force me to do media. That's a sm- smart route, I'd say. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm so I'm mixed on the whole Kyrie thing because I really think he should have talked. and Because I, I, I think that this is an opportunity for guys to go and handle it in a mature manner and, and in the right way. And and because now you're not in China anymore, there's no. I have no concern about anybody's safety. Like that was my only thing in the course of it. Right. Uh, the money to me, with with the way these guys handle themselves normally, the money to me should be secondary in the course of it all. No one wants to say it, but I will. Oh, <laughs> do it then. <laughs> um, but do you ha- do we have anything else on the? Because um, Matt's got some college basketball stuff that you know. This is to. the end of LeBron NBA China. Please, for, I don't want this ta- week. I don't want to talk about this next week. I, I like getting fired up. I love shitting on LeBron James. I've never, I've, I've never seen that. But I never even knew you had that. I don't, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm done talking about this story. Like, LeBron is because this is he's putting his teammates in a bad position. Okay? This is this is going to uh, it's gonna come back up again. We're, we're, well, you got open. Actually, no, next week, next week, I can guarantee our listeners we will not be talking about this because the only thing we're talking about next week, barring some really, really big storyline that has to do with actual games, is we have our power rankings coming out next week, which I should have said at the beginning of the show, but whatever. We have our power rankings, and we're going to be dropping the pod next week on opening day, or opening night, but you know for the morning or whatever, because I'm going to be at the Celtics game. Matt, are you going to Celtics game? Because you have, you're, you have a, what, a semi-season ticket holder? Friday? No. Um, oh, no, that's right. They're on the road on... Uh, no, so I will have to be watching the game because they're in Philly. Duh. But anyway, we, we got to open tonight. We're going to have our, our opening day power rankings or whatever you want to call them. I'll figure out that when we get there. But Matt and I, Matt Tyler and I are going to be uh, figuring out where we think everything stands, and uh, I'll explain all that when we get there. But that will be coming out on Wednesday next week. So that will be the episode. But I'm curious, Matt, um, 
you had some co- you you college basketball practice has started up, correct? Yeah, well, D one, yeah, D like the D three guys, local guys, they started uh, October fifteenth. You're gonna have to wake up for me Tuesday. Right? <laughs> I don't know. You guys just went on and on about the LeBron shit. I'm sick he's of- watching Fred Samaros on TV right now. Yeah, That's I, was, why I don't asleep. know. I was just yeah. I don't get yeah, into I don't that. I don't, get, I don't get into that shit. You know that. I know you don't. But you, but now you. Have I mean, to... well, I mean, what are we doing for time? You want to save this or what? I don't know. What are we doing on time, Tyler? Uh, we are just about an hour. Then we're fine. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> you just perked. Up I might big be time. the only college get basketball. The out. I, I'm excited. I like college basketball, so I like talking college hoops. I forget. Do you like college more? I li- sometimes I like the overall flow of college basketball because to me it's it's. More it's, like like basketball the way you were raised. Correct, on. exactly. Where NBA is more, I don't know. I mean, I'm not You're saying more I prone to isolation. Yeah, I like NBA. It depends on the NBA game and the style of the teams that they play. But for for me, college basketball, like a lot of people, like oh, you know, the score is like thirty to twenty five and a half. This is boring as hell. It's like no, because guys are competing their balls off <laughs> and playing different types of defenses and all that. And it's I don't know. I like the America atmosphere. does not like defense, and I freaking hate it. Yeah, I absolutely. That's why I like. That's why I like. I want to see Shemi do well because I like what I, th- I think he can. Whatever. I'm not going to go on. Yeah, and, and America hates that. 35 second shot clock. Yeah, which well, is I that's, don't know. Yeah, they got the whole thing. They got the <laughs> 14. I like it, it. They work, you know, they work the they clock. Got f- they run good offense. You know, I like I, when I watch college basketball, I, lo- I like to watch like certain coaches. I like to see what quick hitters they use out of bounds, what what type of offense they're using. And, you know, obviously, like Duke and stuff is more NBA style, but there's a lot of coaches that still run pretty yeah, good offense. I love Michigan State. Freaking I love bastard. Michigan State. Yeah. Well, you know, I like them, Izzo. Yeah, well, because he just—you should like Izzo. I know. I, Why should I like Izzo? You should like Izzo in the sense of that he—his guys play defense. Yes, that's balls right. to the wall. Yes. Obviously, Draymond went. Obviously, there. I know you don't like Michigan State, but anyway. Yes. So I, what I did was I just I looked up. You know, I was looking up some you know prospects this coming year and ca- kind of guys that are either stayed back. I, I've kind of focused more for me because I don't really know high school kids that you know who are coming in who are big uh, prospects. Fine, yeah. I, I only know mostly guys. That have played in the uh, college basketball. So either. no Kentucky guys on your list. No hell no. Um, so my first one, shout out to Michigan State. Of course. Is uh, if, you know, again, this is if you don't watch college basketball, these are some players you can look at. You know, even if you just are strictly NBA pe- people, you can look at. You know, maybe the Celtics might get one of these guys because. Some of these guys are definitely not We'll be top. tweeting about some of the big games this year and yeah. talking about all that. We're not just... That's why we never say we're an NBA podcast. Nah, we're a basketball podcast. I love, I love college. Anyway, Cassius Winston's Michigan State. Um, I don't think he's like one of the top players in the country. He's definitely up there, though. What I like about him, he's a great leader, great point guard. Uh, he's tough. And he's kind of like... he's For them, he's he's kind of clutch, actually. Like at End of the game, he's always got the rock. So I like watching him play. So, so this is your list of your guys you're watching, not necessarily yes. your top-ranked No, these guys. aren't like top-ranked guys. No, these are guys that I personally like um, for the most part. And some I wrote in there because I just remembered that they're freshmen and in the, in they're big names. Anyway, Marcus so Howard. You do have freshmen, okay. Yeah, I do have a couple. Uh, Marcus <laughs> Howard, Marquette. We were talking about this before the show. That's right. Um you want a guy that gets you? America likes baskets, offense. Watch this guy play. This dude drops forty on whatever night. Really? Dude gets buckets. Okay. Yeah, straight straight scoring why guard. Is, why isn't he in the league then? I don't know. That's a good question. I thought he was gonna because I actually saw him play in the NCAA tournament this year. Is he short? Yes. Five eleven. He's a guard. Well, you know who they lost right? to? Ja. Mm. It was a good matchup. It was he, him against Ja. Um, 
I think yeah, he's five eleven, right? Something yeah, like he's that. small, but he gets buckets. He gets absolute buckets. Uh, he can fill it up. Scores in any different way uh, from the perimeter going to the rim, even though he's small. Um, Miles Powell's another one, Seton Hall. Uh, he's he's pretty fun to watch. He's got a guy that has no fear. Like he's he's their clutch guy down the stretch. He's never afraid to take the big shot. He I I hope that he can make Seton Hall relevant because that that league kind of sucks. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Seton Hall, they're in the, the AAC. No, Seton Hall's in the. Um, Big East, the, the, big, the big East, yep, yeah, okay, whatever the hell the big East the is, small now. big East yeah, now, yeah. Well, because it, it was it became the AAC, right, and the big East, but Seton Hall is that a yeah, they because they put all like the Catholic schools into the big East, big East, yeah, of what now is the big East, yeah. Uh, so it's not really a great conference, but Seton Hall has been on the rise the last couple of years. Uh, some guy I put down the list, I honestly have no idea who he is, but he's potentially a number one pick. There's a lot of hype about him. His name's James Wiseman mm-hmm. from Memphis. Okay. So, I don't know, a guy to watch for. I, um, That's Penny Hardaway's team, yes, right? Isn't yeah, he, Penny. He's yeah. got like three top ten kids or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. He, he, supposedly this who guy's number one. Who would want to play for Penny? Yeah, no, I love Penny. <laughs> but he's definitely, he's definitely supposedly a lot of hype. Another guy with a lot of hype from UNC, uh, Cole Anthony. I don't, I've watched a couple highlights on him. He can hoop, mm-hmm. but... UNC, you know what UNC always has? What? A great point guard. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Your boy last year, Kobe White, yes, loved sir. watching him play. Yes, sir. What also about UNC that I love, you ever watch how they run the floor? Their transition offense is unfreaking believable Unbelievable. I love it. If you like fast break basketball, watch UNC. They just run, their bigs run the floor like like gazelles down the floor every time. That's why they score so well. Uh, they don't run into the I same love, problems love, everybody else does well, with offense. Yeah, they, they run into well, the problem with defense, but yep. offensively they're awesome. Um, Kerry Blackshaw, Blackshear, Blackshear, I think it is. Blackshear, Blackshear, yeah. yeah. Virginia, Virginia right? Tech, right? He went to Florida. He transferred because what's-his-face left? Oh. Oh, my God, Matt. Brain cramp. Um, yeah, he transferred because their coach left. Yep. He went to Texas Tech mm-hmm. or something like that, Texas A&M. So he, I like him. He, he's actually really good. I don't know if he translates into the league, but he's a big body, can score on the post, can shoot threes. Uh, he was really good for Virginia Tech last year. That's the team that almost knocked off Duke. Right. Why do you? Why are you not certain if because wasn't he the, was he the conference player of the year last year? I no, I don't think so. But why do you think he's not going to translate into the league necessarily? I feel like he's slow defensively. He's a big body. Like he's right, a six big, eleven. Something yeah, like that, he's yeah. a no. He's a big guy, but he's also like oh, big frame. Yep. Um, I mean, he can shoot it, so I guess, you know, he definitely does have a chance. Uh, if he can shoot it, then there you go. Yeah, I guess. He's just slow. He's like Grant Williams, but like chunkier. Is, um, I get what I'm saying. But he's I, a little bit longer, I think. I think so. But he's anyway. just, I don't know. He's not really mobile. Trey Jones from Duke. I like Duke. I like Trey Jones. I don't, but the only thing I don't like about Duke's program anymore, they don't have any seniors or juniors. There's a really dramatic pause, man. They don't have any juniors every year. <laughs> I was waiting year. to see what he was going to say. There. Yeah. I, that's why I don't like I used to like them when they had, like, JJ and all those guys because they always had, like, three or four-year you know, players. It's the way the game is. I know. It game. sucks. That's, that's, why, it that's sucks. why I think if they're going to, like, make College adjustments. College basketball, you think that? I think, I that, think I it would be good to have guys have to stick around for two years or minimum, maybe make it a three-year like they do with baseball. You can go out of high school mm-hmm. and or play, like, in the G League or whatever they want to create. Or you stay for three years in college. I, I put a guy on this list only because Ty would. I wanted Ty to react. Anthony Edwards. You probably don't know him, but uh, your, I don't. Boy, your boy Tom Crean recruited him at oh, Georgia. Oh wow! That, <laughs> that Bible thumping loser, Tom Crean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Poor 
Poor Bass is already going to have a heart attack. In Anthony, well, Anthony Everett is his name? What's his name? His name's Anthony Edwards. I hope Anthony Edwards never scores a single basket <laughs> in his career. Don't take it out on the kid. Poor bastard. Um, a couple other Big Ten guy, Lamar Stevens, Penn State. I actually do remember Penn watching this State's guy. Penn State's got a good basketball. Yeah. Wow. And I remember watching him play because probably I was betting on the game. But uh, <laughs> I watch, I remember. You have to get on the, the. Oh, that's the other thing we're going to have eventually. You know, it was in the Big Ten tournament, but I, he's, he's a pretty good player. So Big Ten. No one from Northwestern, I'm sorry. I was um, going to ask you that. I, I had nah. a feeling that was going to be the case. Mike Sobolewski not there anymore? Mm. Oh, wow. Uh, wait a minute. No, not, it's not Mike. Dan? It's, no. Drew? Drew Sobolewski, yeah, yes. Yeah, Drew Sobolewski, yeah. Uh, who else I got in this? I got That's a couple, a a couple other guys. Oh, yeah. I haven't, yeah. You're impressed. I like it. I am impressed, yeah. I suppose this guy, Anthony Cohen's good from Maryland. I, I didn't watch too much Maryland basketball. I'm not really a fan of Maryland. Uh, Jordan Nawara from Louisville. I, I The name, the last name's weird. I do remember him. He was good, except they got absolutely blown out in the uh, tournament because pretty sure I picked them, and they sucked. <laughs> But he's actually a good player. Uh, from Kansas, shout out to Jimbo, Philbrook. Big Kansas guy, rock chalk. I tell him every year I pick Kansas in my bracket just because I know they always lose. You pick them in your bracket? I, to win every year just to spite James because every time I pick them, they lose. James Some, is one of Matt's uh, teammates from yeah, college. He loves I mean, he's he's ride or die Kansas basketball. Anyway. By the way, waiting for his uh, rating interview on the show. Yeah, we're waiting. Such a, such we're waiting, slug. you rock chalk Kansas Prick, write that on your, your review. Anyway, uh, so from Kansas, two guys, Dot, uh, Devin Dotson, uh, Big 12 Player of the Year candidate, and uh, I don't even, uh, Asabuki. Remember Asabuki? Kawana, yes. All right, no, Yudoka Asabuki. Yes, Asabuki. Kawana's the former, like, what, Warriors guy, like 15 years ago? Yeah, I'm sorry. Asabuki, big, big dude come back from injury. Um, my last one. A lot of people probably don't know this guy. I actually like watching this team play because what we talk about defense. Mm-hmm. You ever seen Cincy play uh, University of Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Dude, those guys are all tough ass dudes, and they just—I mean, it's like a brawl. I feel like. And don't they have? They have a like on a kind of side note. They have like a, a whole new court now there too, don't I they? I think so. Yeah, it looks, or was it a football field? Maybe I can't remember. Anyway. Anyway, his name's Ron Cumberland. If you want to watch a guy that is just. Tough as nails, and the dude, he kind of reminds me of, like, Paul Pierce's offensively. Patient, gets to his spot. A little more rough and tough, but, um, Not yeah. as fluid, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah. Well, he probably fl- wouldn't be. I like, I like him, because this, I'm telling you, if you watch Cincinnati, at least last year play, oh, my God, those dudes are just, they just brawl on both sides of the ball. And, uh, that's my list. Okay. That's, that is, so, how many of those guys do you think are legit <sighs> draft, like, um, candidates I'd say... Out of the, I'd name 14, I would say about half would probably, I could see most of these guys being a top 10 pick next year. Most of these guys? So I you, say most. I mean, these are some pretty good players. I mean, like a guy like Cassius Winston won't so be a top 10 first, pick. They're all first round potential. I Oh, definitely, 100%. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know about lottery, but. Now, you have, of course have your shout out left. Yeah, my shout out. So since Division Three basketball started, <laughs> you get so excited for a yeah. stupid freaking shout out. Well, since since D three basketball started, I work out a lot of Division Three players. It started on Tuesday, October fifteenth. I uh, hope you guys are doing well. Uh, just you know, any local people around here like like watching D three college basketball games. Uh, a couple kids, um, there. I I, I kind of picked like upperclassmen too. Uh, Keith Brown from Endicott. Uh, he's been. All conference, all state for whatever the hell. The last two years, he's going to be a senior. Let's put it this way: last year, his first two games, 
He hit 23s in his first two games. 23s? <laughs> in his 10, back-to-back 10-point, 10-three-point game. Jeez. Absolute bucket. Um, Josh Bradnese, probably wouldn't be able to see him unless he came up to play in Mer- uh, Merrimack. He, he plays at Jefferson. He's a wing uh, senior. Really good player, all-around player, and great kid. Um, Pat Coffey from Colby Sawyer. Another 1,000-point scorer as a junior. He's about to be a senior. He's going to have a great senior year. I already know it. Um, Eric Demers goes to Gordon College. Which is I local. know Eric, yeah. You know Eric? De- oh, yeah, because he... He's from... from I should have asked him because he's from... Um, from Fairhaven, yeah. His, okay, I thought it was Falmouth. I thought he told me Falmouth. Anyway. No, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. So it's, and his brother plays went, baseball. He went to Falmouth. He's from Fairhaven. I think he's... He, whatever. I'm anyway, I think he's a listener of the show, but uh, his brother plays baseball at Roger Williams, I believe, he, or something yeah, like that. that. He, I, I heard he throws pretty good for, yeah. for a D3 college pitcher. Yeah, he gets yes. up there. Eric Demers, if you didn't know, absolute yeah, Craig, stud in basketball at Gordon College. Absolute bucket. Um, and then the last couple, uh, just some senior guys that I hope they have breakout years. They work really hard, um, and, they, and they, they were fun to work out. Spencer Fang goes to Curry. Matt McCune, some guys that we yeah we, yep those guys left ratings and thanks news. for thanks fellas yeah anyway hope they have really good years um, these dudes put it this way never missed a workout McCune and Fang the last two years they didn't miss one workout this is all with Fennis Dembo yes, who's now Fennis Rob Dembo. Bradford's sworn enemy yes it's a good it's a good nemesis I Rob like was it. not ready for uh, <laughs> he was not ready for him to clap back on Twitter <laughs> and that rounds it up and the last one Maddie Catazone have a good year brother. Where does he play? At Endicott. Okay. Uh, one last little note that I do want to let people know about. Uh, so I'm sure some of you guys have seen on Twitter, maybe, no, probably not on Instagram, but we have this whole podcast initiative. That's why, you know, we have the interaction with the Lucy and Elaine show. We have uh, we have the football show, Off Day Pod, with Andy Hart is, uh, he was asking us about the salary cap stuff beforehand. He was challenging and Ty and I a ton. Apparently Andy took a course on that in college. That's what they're teaching people at Tufts these days. I don't know if I believe him on that. <laughs> uh, so there's there's the off-day pod, there's the skate pod, who are our brothers-in-arms as the winter sport teams. And, um, and there's another one that we will be incorporating with our show as we go along. The payday pod, they were on the off-day pod before they were a part of it. They mainly do football stuff, but it's, it's all about gambling and stuff like that. Matt, you reminded me with it because... Lord knows you need help with that stuff, but they no, um, they will eventually make a. We'll have like bonus episodes like we did with the interviews, which I hope to still do that stuff going forward. But we will feature the payday pod in some capacity. I don't know how much, but we'll let you guys know. We may. Does that mean Mutt has to come into our studio? Mutt will not be the person that okay. comes on. It'll probably be Shime because you know John Anderson admittedly doesn't know it. I, I don't think John knows a ton about betting when it comes to basketball. But Shime knows his stuff. That might actually help him because, like, basketball experts, I don't think, are probably the greatest gamblers. Maybe not. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not a big gambler myself, but they want me to talk to them about basketball. So there you we'll go. see how we'll see how that goes. What was that? You got something to say now? There? No, I don't got anything. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. All right. All right. We will talk to you all again next week. What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be alright with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions. I'm just hoping for some. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.